2 Chronicles 26. All the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and they made him king in the place of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jekelia of Jerusalem. He did that which was right in Yahweh's eyes, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He set himself to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the vision of God, and as long as he sought Yahweh, God made him prosper. He went out and fought against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jabna, and the wall of Ashdod, and he built cities in the country of Ashdod and amongst the Philistines. God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians who lived in Gerbael and the Munim. The Ammonites gave tribute to Uzziah. His name spread abroad even to the entrance of Egypt, for he grew exceedingly strong. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the turning of the wall, and he fortified them. He built towers in the wilderness and dug out many cisterns, for he had much livestock, in the lowland also and in the plain. He had farmers and vineyard keepers in the mountains and in the fruitful fields, for he loved farming. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by bands, according to the number of their reckoning made by Jael the scribe and Messiah the officer under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The whole number of the heads of the father's households, even the mighty men of valour, was 2,600. Under their hand was an army, 307,500, who made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Uzziah prepared for them, even for all the army, shields, spears, helmets, coats of mail, bows, and stones for slinging. In Jerusalem, he made devices invented by skillful men to be on the towers and on the battlements with which to shoot arrows and great stones. His name spread far abroad because he was marvelously helped until he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up, so that he did corruptly, and he trespassed against Yahweh his God. For he went into Yahweh's temple to burn incense on the altar of incense. Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him eighty priests of Yahweh who were valiant men. They resisted Uzziah the king and said to him, It isn't for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to Yahweh, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. It will not be for your honour from Yahweh God. Then Uzziah was angry. He had a censer in his hand to burn incense, and while he was angry with the priests, the leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in Yahweh's house beside the altar of incense. Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out quickly from there. <laughs> yes, he himself also hurried to go out, because Yahweh had struck him. Uzziah the king was a leper to the day of his death, and he lived in a separate house being a leper, for he was cut off from Yahweh's house. Jotham his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, first and last, Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, wrote. So Uzziah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of burial, which belonged to the kings, for they said, He is a leper. Jotham his son reigned in his place. So we've got King Uzziah, one of the good kings. 
And uh, although, as we found out, not completely good, but that's like all of them. It seems like there's not a king that doesn't have some quirk or some fault, even King David. So um, Isaiah follows the Lord all his days, even after he does his bad thing, he still follows and loves the Lord. And he has increasing success and the Lord puts things in place and tribute starts to come in from surrounding nations. He defeats the Philistines again, like happened so many kings earlier. Gradually, the land is restored. He farms, you know, wealth begins to grow. He builds towers on the wall. So things are going well and life is getting better and he becomes proud. So he starts to think he can do anything, <laughs> and uh, but he can't. And he goes into the temple to offer incense and the Lord's displeased and leprosy breaks out upon him and that's the end of his public life. So even though he still remains king, like it said he was king for 52 years, but for a big chunk of those 52 years, he's what's called co-regent. So he's still the king, but his son is ruling. So there's an overlap because he's unable to go out in public because he's got leprosy, highly contagious skin disease. Today, we call leprosy Hansen's disease. It's a flesh rotting disease. You lose feeling in your hands and fingers and other parts of the body. People, we can treat it with medicine today. There are leper colonies in India and other places. You can go and meet people with leprosy and you can go and um, be with them and not catch it because we've learned how to handle it. There's medicine at work now. It's quite different to back then. But back then, Hansen's disease was definitely a thing, but there were other diseases, which all of these diseases of the skin are all categorized as leprosy. So the leprosy we know of now isn't necessarily the leprosy that was on Uzziah. But in any case, it's contagious and he wasn't allowed out in public. And it's a sign of the Lord's judgment on him because he dishonored the Lord. There are some things you just can't touch. So you can get away with certain things. Um, like if you slip and make a mistake in certain ways, the Lord is so gracious, but there are some things he just was very serious about. And one of them was that only priests could do the priest's work. So there are two things to say here about all of this. Number one is that Uzziah, he, he um, dreamed of a better life and by following the Lord, the Lord brought him into this place of a better life. But then because he was in that place, his heart became proud. So sometimes what seems like such a good thing leads us to a terrible place. Like, so, you know, we think that, oh, life would be so good if it was like this. And we pray for, you know, the good life we imagine and we're working toward it. But sometimes if we were to get there, like what happened with Uzziah, then it can lead to pride, it can lead to other things which take us into a, in a horrible place that we, we don't realise that our prayers are for something that's not going to be good for us. So children, they sometimes ask for things that we say no to because we know the implications of what it will be. You know, can I go and play at so-and-so's house? And uh, for them, it's just a great thing. Go play at your friend's house. But we think to ourselves, oh, I know what type of a house that is. <laughs> I know what things they allow on their television. I know they've got pictures on the wall which are just immodest and inappropriate. You know, like, I know what magazines they leave lying around the house. So we know things. And we say, ah, uh, no, no. But uh, because we know that if we said yes, seems like a good thing to the child, but it would be harmful to the child. So the Lord sometimes says no. And so if you've ever been praying for something and it seems like the Lord won't give it to you, 
maybe the Lord just loves you a lot and he's keeping you from some terrible, terrible thing because he's so wise. That's the first thing to mention. But the other thing that's interesting here and is that we've got a co-regency in the Bible. Now, I'm pretty sure we've had a co-regency earlier than this with David and Solomon. There are, there are other co-regencies in, you know, in um, the nation of Judah, but we've got one here and it's a, it's a big one. In this co-regency, the father has got leprosy. He's got a terrible skin disease. And because of that, he can't, he can't minister and judge and he needs help from the son. So they're doing it together. Now, in, uh, in the Bible, leprosy is a picture of sin. And, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, the book of Leviticus, there's these passages about if anyone has leprosy, you know, go to the priest and be examined. And there's, there's all this discussion about what to do if you have leprosy and if you get cleansed leprosy. Well, all of those pictures, and even say, for example, the story of Naaman who got leprosy, but he went and dipped in the River Jordan and was washed. Well, that was a picture of being baptized into Christ and having your sins washed away. So there's so many pictures in the Bible where leprosy is a picture of sin. So here we've got a picture of um, two people. One's got sin in their life but someone is ruling in their place who's a son now that's a picture of us in christ jesus is the son <laughs> the son of god he's not our son he's god's son he's ruling but and but we're the ones with leprosy <laughs> but we are actually ruling with christ did you know that and that's a new testament thing the bible says that we are called to rule and reign with christ now we may be leprous we may have sin in us, but the Lord Jesus washes it away and we are given a position of ruling and reigning along with Jesus Christ, believe it or not. And so we, through our prayers, through our service, through our devotion, you know, on one hand, we're cut off and we can't, we can't be in public. But on the other hand, the Lord has washed us clean. And even though we are leprous, we've been given every right to rule and reign with him. It's not a perfect example. But it's an interesting example of how a father and a son are reigning together and how Christ um, and, you know, we reign with Christ. It's kind of a, an example of that. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you that we rule and reign with Christ. I thank you. We, even though we were leprous, but we've been given a position, we've been included in Christ. And I thank you for the cross and all that is done for us. And Lord, we don't deserve. We're like Isaiah. We're proud. But we think so much of ourselves. And Lord, but yet you come along and you step into our place, just like Jotham stepped into Isaiah's place. And you, Lord, you, you do what we could not do. And I want to thank you for that. And I ask that, Lord, you would bring us, you'd restore us. Lord, restore our hearts, restore our minds, restore our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen.